check us out to hear the latest on life in the volunteer state. Yvonka and her guests discuss everything from life, love, and business with a Tennessee flair. It's a Tennessee thing! Always relatable, always relevant, and always a good time. This is Talking Tennessee, and now your host, Yvonka. Welcome back to Talking Tennessee with Yvonka. I'm your host, and I have a really great friend in the studio, Tiffany Rogers. Welcome to Talking Tennessee. Thank you, Yvonka, for inviting me to Talking Tennessee. All right. You are such a good friend to me. Uh, for the viewers that don't know, um, Tiffany, we met. Um, she helped me as a social worker to get my son Little Jaden that y'all know and love. And that is the biggest gift um, that I can say that started our friendship. But we both, we just clicked from day one. Absolutely. Please tell the viewers who Tiffany Rogers is. So, Tiffany Rogers, she's a mother of four, a lovely blended family, a wife to the awesome Frank Rogers for the last yes. three years. She is a woman of God. She is a sister. She is a friend. She's just a lot of things. Okay. Okay. And so what do you do for a living? So I am a social worker. I okay. am a licensed master social worker. And in my career, I have worked with children. And I work for an insurance company currently. Um, I work with kidney patients, those who are either heading towards dialysis or are on dialysis. I help to help them maneuver through the insurance um, sort of conundrum there. And I also help to provide resources. It could be mental health counseling. It could be things as simple as transportation or medications, okay. things of that nature. So you basically help them, you know, navigate through their life while they're... Um, Going through kidney transplant or dialysis. Correct. Okay. Uh, so, what made you go into uh, doing that for kidneys? You went from DCS uh, to now dialysis and kidney patients. What made you transfer? Honestly? Honestly. Well, I left DCS because uh -huh. Be the, the safety of my life was the most important. I can recall on like Christmas Eve, I went to Walmart to go buy an item for my kids. Okay. And I had gotten there, and as I was walking through the parking lot, I saw headlights heading towards me. And it was a stepfather of some children that I had removed, and he had threatened me before and said he would kill me. And so really? I ran between some cars and sort of got away from him as he skidded off. But when I went into the Walmart, I called someone that was my friend and I said, if I don't make it home tonight, I need to give you this information so oh, wow. that you will know what happened to me. And after that point, I knew that as much as I love that job and I love impacting families positively, I needed to get out for my own safety and my children's safety. I did not know that. Yes. Oh my goodness. I never, I guess I never thought about the removal process, you know, people getting mad and angry because you removed the child, you know, oh, wow. Viewers, let me just say, she was a blessing to my son. Uh, Jaden is thriving. I got Jaden at five and a half months. And I truly believe that if Tiffany would not have stepped in to the process of uh, our adoption and all that and removal, 
um, I wouldn't have Jaden today because I really needed someone to fight for the child. Not take she didn't take sides, you know. She did her job, but she really looked out for the child. So I thank you for that, Tiffany. So let's talk about empowering women, building them up, the self-care. What can you tell me that through your journey as a woman and as an adult, what what is your definition of empowering a woman? Empowering a woman is teaching her, showing her, in fact, um, how she can affect change okay. spiritually. Uh, physically, financially, emotionally, showing her that she's powerful yes. in all things that she does, and she has that power to give to others also. Yes, yes, I agree. And I think empowering a woman and showing them the change and showing them, you know, you can do this. It, it may take work to do it. It may take, you know, the uh, self-check I'd say on my Facebook lives all the time, sometimes you got to do a self-check to yourself and say, hey, if I'm in this situation, why am I in this situation? And is it the decisions that I've made for that situation that's got me here? And that's a self-check because a lot of times it's easy to point fingers at people that is in your life. But when you can literally self-check yourself and say, you know what? I need to take responsibility for my life. And so... Tiffany is going to help, you know, give an opinion outside of Yvonka's uh, that a woman needs to hear. You know, first, whatever we say, let me say this, we're here to empower, uh, empower you and inspire you to be all you can be. This is going to be a tough subject, but I hope you're blessed with it and know that we love you and we just want the best for you. So let's tackle it. So tell us. What what would be the first thing you would say to a woman that is broken and needs that pick-me-up, Tiffany? The first thing I would say to them, first of all, is you have to look at the good. Mm -hmm. And there is a purpose in your brokenness. Yes. Brokenness is a way of God's well, it's God's way of using you sometimes. Yes. You can use the brokenness to reflect and to learn. Yes. So I would tell the woman, number one, to look at your situation um, and examine it. Not just look at the negative, but the positive of the situation. And then sort of formulate a plan as to how you can change that situation. So for a woman, uh, I'm going to go back and forth between uh, the jobs that you've had You've dealt with so many families, Tiffany. Um, what do you say to the families or the woman that says, okay, well, I don't have a job. My mother didn't have a job. My grandmother didn't have a job, you know, but we, we made it through. What do you say to that woman? I say to that woman, do you want to repeat the same cycle? Would you want better? The one thing I always reflect on in my life is the fact that I had my daughter at a young age. Okay. I was a single mother. Okay. I was only a week into being 20. I had one year of college. She had a father who didn't really participate. All I had was a high school diploma. I thank God for my parents and my family who helped, but I had a child to support, and I had to use that as sort of my fuel. 
There were times that were not easy. I counted pennies to put gas in my tank. I didn't eat some nights. I let my child eat first and I would go hungry because I wanted her to have what she needed. And for me, that was my fuel because at the end of the day, um, I came out with my bachelor's and my master's and I was able to go to school and work two jobs and I got very little sleep, but the motivation was that I know I can do this. I am powerful. I can affect change on somebody else and show somebody that it is possible. So you were 19 years old, about to turn 20, and so you had a high school diploma, and you knew that you wanted more for your life. So for the ones that are out there that says, well, I didn't have this, I didn't have that, um, you know, it may have been easy for you because you had parents. What do you say to that? I say you have to dream the impossible dream. Okay. Achievement doesn't happen by putting yourself in a box. You have to kick down the walls of the box and say, although this is what my mother had or didn't have, or this is what I do or don't have, I can do all these things. You have to dream the impossible dream. That's true. That's so true. And I'm a firm believer that it's great to have parents, um, totally. But even when your parents, you know, fail you, of my opinion, and I want you to speak on this, is even when your parents fail you and they may not raise you the way that you should have been raised or you should have had, you know, um, one thing I believe is God will never leave you nor forsake you. And so you have to see past your childhood. Once you become an adult, you have a duty to be all you can be. And you can't use, and I consider is a crutch, is, well, I didn't have this. And then when someone is trying to empower you to go for that big, you know, thing that you would love to have, uh, you know, a master's or whatever, you know, not make that excuse, well, I didn't have this. And then whoever had it, oh, well, you had this. That's the only reason why you were able to do it. No, you had a drive, Tiffany. Because very easily, you had a child at a very young age. You know, you could have said, okay, I'm going to live on the system. Correct. I, I could do whatever. But touch on where do you go from there when the mother and father, the childhood, wasn't up to par? So you have to think about it like building a wall. Okay. When you build a wall, the wall just doesn't come rolling down the street and you put it. On the side of the house. It takes bricks. It's true. And those bricks are, maybe my parents weren't the best parents. That's brick number one. Maybe the situation wasn't the best situation, brick number two. You know, and you keep stacking those bricks to make that wall, whatever that accomplishment is, because those bricks are going to cement and hold up your dream. That's true. That's true. So tell me this. Um... When it comes to the parents, because I see so many people use what they didn't have instead of looking at what they did have. Um, God showed me eight years ago, Tiffany, that the first blessing he gives you in the morning is your first breath. Because if you don't have your first breath, you have nothing. So you start on that first breath. Okay, I didn't have those parents. I didn't have what so-and-so had as a childhood, but I had my first breath. And that God gave me, my Heavenly Father gave me. So where do you go from, how do you get to a point of them generational curses? How do you break down those walls? Because I know you speak to a lot of the families through uh, 
DCS, how did you help them to break? Because I know there's some that just won't do it, but how did you help them to break down those walls? I help them. Well, some of it is through your own self-talk. You have to make the decision that you're going to do different. You have to see that it's not something you want for yourself. Um, okay. And sometimes people don't make the decision that they want anything different out of fear, okay. out of the unknown, you know, out of the fact that it might even be difficult for them to step outside of that comfort zone. But you have to make the decision first that you want to do something different in your life. Once you've made that decision, that's when you can start acting on the decision. That doesn't mean you love your parents any less. That doesn't mean that you forgo them and you don't talk to them. But what that means is you take what they've given you. You use that. Um, but you also can, from there, make a plan to be a little bit different than they are. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I think that if you have someone in your life, no matter if it's your mom or your dad, you know, whoever raised you or whatever, you know, there's a lot of people that don't get raised by their parents, but they may be raised by an aunt. They may be raised by a cousin. They may be raised by whoever. It's still a vessel that God put in your life to be a stepping stone. So you can't use the crutch of not having your parents right. because there was somebody in your life that made a mark on your life. Somebody had to be the one to take care of you. And even in state's custody, you know, there's still counselors and different people that is making a mark, I, I right. feel like. So there's somebody on earth that's available. So how do you get from the crutch of being the victim of your situation to overcoming your situation, your opinion? Okay. So I have a few what I like to call commandments okay. of empowerment. And the first one is know thyself. You have to know who you are. Okay. You have to know who you're you're working with. You have to know who your heart's what your heart's desire is. And mm -hmm. then what that requires is you be, being very real about yourself. Okay. Your circumstances and your situations. Okay. That's acknowledging your positives and your negatives. Knowing what you're dealing with and where you're coming from. And acknowledging those things first. That's the groundwork that you have to do. Um, after that, you have to learn to love yourself. You do. Love your situation. Love those people who hurt you, like the Bible says. You have to love them. It's hard. It's real it hard is. some days. Um, but you learn to love them. You love yourself. You love your body. You love the yes. situation around you. Love the situation you're in sometimes, because sometimes you take for granted the situation that you're in. Um, and you feel like it should be like the people on TV. There is no one's family who is that like those on TV. That's true. Um, so you have to learn to appreciate those things out of life. Um, and then, of course, encourage yourself. And that's a hard part because <laughs> we don't know how to talk to ourselves to encourage ourselves. And a lot of women have a lot of negative self-talk. I'm not smart enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm that's not true. cute enough. I don't have enough friends. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. And when you do that, every time you do that, you take away from the goals that you could be actually achieving by being so negative. Because what you speak, you can manifest. It's Oh, it's the power of your tongue. Right, right, right. So in trying to empower yourself, you have to talk those things. So no one is saying it's going to take 30 days. Yes. 
You know, but if you say, I'm going to run my own business, it may be five years down the line, but you keep saying that, I'm going to run my own business, I'm going to run my own business. And work toward that to run your own business. Right, and in the interim, be making that plan, working those goals. You know, I always said, I'm going to make sure that my child goes to college. Yes. Because I know education is the key, and although I was a single parent, she went to college. Yes. She finished college. Yes. Despite the obstacles. And I kept saying, you are smart, you're beautiful, you're accomplished, and you have to keep feeding that in. Um, and you have to have a group of people who feed that to you. You Even do. if it's one person. And you do have to surround yourself. I think a lot of it has to do with who you surround yourself with. A lot of women, you know, you know, we all like to kiki with our girlfriends and all that kind of stuff. But you have to say, okay, is that healthy for me? Is there people, am I kicking with people that are doing something in life? Or am I kicking with people that are speaking negative things in my spirit? Because I do believe that spirits do transfer. And if you, if I'm talking to you, Tiffany, and I'm saying nothing but negative things, I can be the most positive person there is. But if I say that long enough and it get in your spirit, it can transfer to you that you could be like, how did I get here? How did I get in that negative way of thinking? You know, um, one thing I do want to uh, touch on with you, uh, with Department of uh, Children's Services, is the mothers that the husband or father is absent. Um, what do you say to those women when the father is absent? So when the father is absent, I still encourage them to keep going. Um, I encourage them to keep parenting. Parenting, especially smaller children, you would love to have a man, and the Bible has designed it, of course, to where men and women are supposed to raise children together. But the reality is now is that that just doesn't happen sometimes. Um, but also encouraging them to reach out. So look for a mentoring group. Look for yes. a male role model. Now, not just any man off the street, but a role model that is really vested and interested. There are lots of groups in this city that are men that just want to mentor kids. You know, they understand that there are fathers in jail. They understand they're absent fathers. They understand that they're just children who need that support. But you do have to find that. Um, so I encourage them to, you know, reach out to those people. Okay. And so when you say reach out to getting your kids mentors or getting um, someone in your life, there's mentors for adults, um, single mothers, Everybody needs a mentor in some kind of form of fashion. I have several mentors over time. I've got spiritual mentors, and then I've got business mentors, and i just got good friends uh, that are going to not tell me what I want to hear. They're going to say, okay, Yamaka, you're wrong. You're right. You know, that type of thing. You've got to have those type of people in your life to empower you to want more. Uh, one of the biggest things I want to touch on is independence. Mm. Independence is huge. And I do think in 2019, um, Tiffany, I've seen more women in 2019 demand independence for their life. Not demand it through a person, but demand independence. Say, I'm going to work to be an independent, not depending on someone else to make my happiness peace, and my financial stability. Do you agree with that? Oh, I agree. You can't depend on people for your happiness or your peace. 
the reality is, is that people do let you down, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. So you cannot depend on them solely for your happiness. You have to find your inner peace. And that means learning to listen to yourself, learning to yes. appreciate yourself, learning to love yourself, learn to process your fears. Yes. Find out what you're really afraid of. You That's know? a good point. Some women are very afraid of love. And just because man number one hurts you does not mean man number two will. You know, that's, that's true. I, Tiffany, I was saying uh, on my Facebook that I had went through a bad relationship. And when I got with David, you know, I could have really tanked that relationship because I had never had a man treat me the way David treats me. And so I didn't know how to really appreciate it. And I really was trying to push him away because I was scared of that feeling because I had never felt it before. Right. And and it was not respecting myself. A lot of women want respect from someone else, but first you got to respect yourself. You've got to love yourself and you have to speak life in yourself and demand that to be, you know, brought into your life. Don't bring people in your life that you know from the very beginning that they're not going to respect, you know, your body, not respect your mind, not respect, you know, your space. Your space is huge. You know, if somebody over, you know, is over to your house and they walk into your uh, walk into your house to spend time with you and they're all over your house and opening up your cabinets, opening up your refrigerator, opening up everything. Is that respect? Even if it's family, is that respect? It's really not. It's you know, if they want something, ask for it. Those small things of making someone respect you will help you get to those bigger things in your life that you will demand that respect in other areas. Do you agree? I agree. And one of the big keys in loving yourself is learning to let go of toxic people. We have such a difficult time letting go of people when they're negative. That doesn't mean that you hate them. That doesn't mean that you'll never see them again or have contact. But sometimes you have to Remove yourself from certain people in certain situations in order to grow, or you'll never grow. Um, I have a church member. Her favorite saying is, there's a whole bunch of chickens on the ground, and they don't fly, and there's only a few eagles soaring. Which one are you? Oh, wow. That's good. Oh, wow. That's true. And toxic people can suck the energy out of you. Absolutely. And I, I think when it comes to people, they... They look at time. Well, we've been friends 10 years. Right. Well, we've been friends 20 years. So, but have has that friendship been healthy? Correct. It's not about how many years someone's been in your life. Even down to relationships. I hear women all the time say, well, you know what? Uh, we've been together X amount of years. And da-da-da-da-da. I was watching Steve Harvey, one of his uh, reruns. And a girl literally said to Steve Harvey... Um, me and my friend have been together for seven years. And Steve Harvey said, excuse me? And he, she said, me and my friend. And he said, you mean your boyfriend? And he said, she said, no, he doesn't want to complicate things. Because he's trying to get himself together and be financially stable. So we're just friends right now. And my and my and he said, then what's your question? And and she said, my question is, should I wait till he gets there? Mm. So 
I will say this to all the ladies, and this is my only quote. Be like a carton of milk. Have an expiration date in relationships. If your goal is marriage and that has not happened, expire, curdle, and move on. Because you got to love yourself enough to set a boundary with somebody. Please don't be someone's boo thing for 10 years. Oh, and the common, what is it? The common, common law, law. Mm -hmm. the seven-year common law. Oh, well, we're, we're married. No, you're not. Because if that person passes away and you are depending on that person financially, the state is not going to give you anything of their belongings, bank accounts, or whatever. So do you have any rights to them? No, you don't. So that common law... Women, that is a way to make an excuse because you have not made that person value you the way you should. Have self-worth that, no, I'm not going to be in a relationship seven years and you don't make a commitment to me. No, I'm not going to go out with you, you know, whatever you do, intimate or whatever, but I'm still your friend. I mean, Steve Harvey's face just was like, right. what? And he, and he said to her, he said, um, do you not value yourself? Seven years. As women, we have to respect ourselves and respect who we are. And we have to know our worth. Tune in for the part two of this segment, building up yourself and investing in a better you. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Talkin' Tennessee with Yavanka. Watch out for our weekly episodes from the First Family of Real Estate. And check us out on the web, www.YavankaSalesRealEstate.com. See our videos on Yavanka's YouTube channel or find us on Facebook under Yavanka Landis and Twitter at Yavanka Landis. And don't forget to tell a friend about us. Until next time, Yavanka signing off.